This is Taylor Henry with the 1080 Outdoors Podcast. This is episode 19. Uh, we're moving right along here. It is getting towards the end of October. Um, this episode, I talked to local legend Eric Vesbach, who shot a mammoth of a deer, 8-year-old estimation, 252 pounds it tipped a scale at. That is not an estimate. That is what it did. Um, kind of a gnarly, cool-looking deer. We'll talk to him, and then uh, we have a, a phone call between Jed and I. Jed is on his way home from New Mexico, and uh, he explains what happened, number one, in New Mexico elk hunting, and then number two, uh, what happened in Wyoming mule deer hunting because we have not had his version of the story yet. So sit back, relax. Not exactly a whole whitetail episode, but... Um, we're getting close, and the next episode out is going to be an interview I did with Aaron Warbritton from the Hunting Public. So we're ramping things up here. I hope you are too, and hope your hunting's going well. This next week is looking great. So good luck out. Make sure to send in any pictures of the bucks that you get. All right, so this will be um, a phone call I had with Eric Vesbach talking about his buck he got, I uh, believe, October uh 10th or 11th area there um on the heels of that cold front a big mature wisconsin buck take a listen here to eric um i don't know it was uh really nothing out of the fucking ordinary this guy i think he was just getting old and lazy with his routines i kind of had him patterned he was coming through that spot like at 5 30 every night pretty much oh really for sure yeah i would say at least three times a week so I was pretty suspecting that he was going to be coming through. What made you get out to the spot that you were at? Um, there was a lot of scrapes back there. It was right along a cornfield. Yep. It was. There's probably I would say in like a hundred yard stretch, like uh, six or seven scrapes, and they're just running the fuck out of that scrape line right now. Yeah. It's just a fucking killer spot right now, and that that ain't always the hot spot, but I don't know if. You know, maybe hunting over scrapes is the thing right now, or or what it is. But yeah, so you, I've had a lot of mature bucks running that scrape line back there. And what is it? Just a cornfield, standing corn still, or yep, food plot corn right along the edge. Yep, standing okay. corn. And then what we did was we took the ranger and we run down like three rows of corn. So then they, you know, they got a nice area where they can fuck around. Um, you know, they got plenty of room to make some scrapes over, overhanging branches and stuff. Oh yeah. I would love to do that. (laughs) I can't, I I can't imagine, uh, telling Mike, Mike, Hey, I'm going to run some corn, corn rolls down, but (laughs) right. He'd have a fucking heyday, wouldn't he? Yeah. That would be a, that'd be a hard laugh and then a hard no. It would. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was fun though. I mean, I haven't shot nothing with my bow in like four years, so I was, I was pretty doing. So we're talking five or six year old buck there, just working oh, field yeah. edge. And he, what time did you shoot him at? What time? Yeah. Uh, about a quarter after five. Oh, nice. So he was out, I mean, he was out a full hour, hour and hour and a half almost with shooting hours. I would say, yeah, he, he was, like I said, he was on that camera um, quite a few nights running that scrape line and some other nice ones were too, so it was a good, it was just a good setup. It just worked out. Everything was right. 
That's awesome, dude. So after uh, I stopped recording the conversation, Eric Eric told me that someone estimated that buck to be around eight years old, um, and it tipped a scale, like I said, at 252 pounds. Um, something also interesting Eric mentioned was this buck was um, sneaking along the inside edge of the corn that was still standing. So he had the three rows of corn drove down, and uh, that buck was coming along and would stay in that first row of corn so he felt secure in there. And then... He would actually leave that, hit the scrapes, and then go right back to that front row, first row of corn. And he just that's the way he was traveling through that uh, corridor that Eric created. So, kind of a cool situation there. Definitely shows uh, what can happen early October. And if you got a buck that's regular around this time, it is time to pounce on him. But now we're going to kick it over the conversation I had with Jed on his long, long trek back from New Mexico. Um, sit back and relax and enjoy this one. It's about... Uh, about a half hour, 45 minutes more here. Um, and like I said, Aaron Warburton is coming up next podcast. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. How you doing? Oh, oh, you know me, just uh, driving along at the speed limit. <laughs> How fast are you? What's your average speed been? The speed limit. How much time have you gained on Apple Maps? Uh, well, oh man, let me tell you about the clusterfuck that was, and why I will never stop at another love station again in my life. Well, first define so, love station. Uh, it's like a truck stop name, like oh, a name okay. of a chain of <laughs> truck stop. It was like under the table, like truckier like <laughs> verbiage there no yeah no i i see what you're saying but no not the case um because there is an underworld so, of truckers I, I know that oh yeah it's really weird um like i've i've seen uh i've seen uh what's that show trailer park boys yeah so i yep. know all about that but uh um so i i like pull up to the gas station of course you know like apparently Quick Trip and, and or, like, Wisconsin gas stations are the only gas stations where you can pump gas and then walk in and pay. Yeah. So so it was either, um, um, it was either, like, prepay at the pump or, um, you know, like, prepay inside. So, like, I just scanned my card, and it's, it's saying decline, and I'm like, what the hell? So I call my bank, you know, assuming like, oh, it's like, hasn't been used in a week, whatever. It's like on the way out, it worked just fine. So I call them and she's like, no, like it, it says it's not like being blocked and it's like, you have plenty of money in there. So maybe like, I don't know what the deal is. And then she's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know, at some love station in some like, Butt fuck town in Colorado. She's like, oh okay. Like it was just showing like some stupid town in Colorado. Like I thought you were at some seedy motel or something. So I was like, no, but like if I was, so what? Get your mind out of my business, you know? And she <laughs> laughed. And then, uh, um. So anyways, like just figured that it was the pump that was the problem. So I walk in, and uh, like just people everywhere 
and there's one cashier lady, slower than shit. So then I decide to go and take a shit, and that takes too long, you know. And then, uh, um, uh, where am I now? Sorry, I'm, I'm going through some dumb town trying to, trying to keep up with uh, my GPS here. So, um, I like, yeah, take care of business, go back out, get some coffee. It smelled horrible, but like, whatever, need it. And then, uh, like, go to get some hot food. Yeah, the only thing they have is, like, spicy roller dogs. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not dealing with this. Those are always a good decision. Oh, yeah, Dalton got two of them. He's got a shit. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, four of them. And you probably have Uh heartburn, like, can barely breathe. No. No, he he says he's good there, but, yeah, he's definitely been saying he's kind of got shit. Throat of steel. Yep, yep, good for him, you know. So, <laughs> how many freaking tornadoes do you eat a week from Quick Trip to train your stomach to take that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I like finally get enough like chips and other junk food that I think I can maybe survive till the next gas stop. And then I'm waiting in line behind like a bunch of dirty truckers. But like, I also haven't showered in two weeks, so I can't really say anything. And uh, that took forever. So then I prepaid, like, for 60 in my on the pump, because that's about what it usually takes. And, uh, like, I'm so stressed out by how long it takes that I get back in, tell Dalton that I'm never stopping at a love station again, turn my truck on, look at it. It's still telling me to fuel up. I'm like, what the, oh my God, I still need to put gas in this thing. Literally the slowest gas pump ever in the history of gas pumps. Like I'm pretty sure I could have hand pumped it faster. (laughs) So needless to say, all the time that I gained before that, we lost and got right back to even, but you know, following the speed limit, I have, I've, gained a few minutes back i think i think i was up 20 minutes at one point and then got back to even and i think i'm up like 15 or 20 again now so well do you think that some of this um anxiety and anger is possibly displaced for other reasons uh yeah yeah it could be (laughs) well not to lead into that but why don't we uh talk about a little bit what happened for the last two weeks um well i wore out a pair of boots my uh my eyes hurt from looking through binoculars and spotting scopes and uh i saw exactly zero elk with horns on their head Is there a way to get a refund or? <laughs> no, no, I think uh, I think that's just what you get, you know. Oh my god! Well, did you see any other? Yeah. I think I forgot to ask you this morning. Did you see any other hunters? Uh, we saw like tail lights from other hunters, like tail lights and headlights in the mornings of like other people driving out on BLM roads. Yeah. But like, never, never actually ran into any other hunters. But. Uh, after after the first two and a half days of really pounding the area that we uh, that we started on, 
we went uh, we went to Plan B, um, and there were just vehicles and campers and side by sides everywhere in that area. So we're just like, no, we're not dealing with this shit. And then we went to another area that was closer to where we started, um, and that like there was there was boot tracks and there was um there's tire tracks there too so like people had been hunting there but we never saw anybody um and then we hunted that area for a day and a half decided nah there really wasn't enough sign and there sure weren't any live animals there that we laid eyes on so we went back for the last day to the first area because there there was actually pretty decent amount of sign there fresh tracks fresh fresh uh, scat but uh yeah they're just uh they're really good at hiding yeah well so like the, the best the best way that i can describe like the topography and like the landscape is like like the ditches that we were looking for mule deer in but deeper and with uh and deeper wider longer and with trees with in them trees, yeah yeah. So. Like, so you're heading back next year. Not to that unit, I'm not. <laughs> it's safe to say you will not be heading back to that specific unit. But there is legitimate. Yeah, there I, are really good units in New Mexico, though. But it just oh, takes like years, some, probably. some some of the some of the best in the world. It's just you know like they don't they don't do preference <clears throat> points. So like you know it's just totally random draw every year. And oh, really? uh, like the one, yeah, the one, the one unit that I was looking at, that's, uh, it's 85,000 acres or 89,000 acres or something like that. And, uh, the estimate for elk population there is between 2,500 and 3,000 elk. Um, so that's, uh, that's unbelievable, I would say. And so like for each season, like for like the first archery, second archery, muzzleloader, whatever rifle season they have, each season has one non-resident tag, and there's anywhere from like 150 applicants to 450 applicants for that one tag. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely applying to that unit only from now on. Like, so what if I never get it? So what if I never hunt New Mexico again? But if I do. I am hunting that unit because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like, like the, the the quick tip, the quick tip on on um, on go hunt for that unit is try not to shoot the first three hundred inch six by six that you see. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, that'd be insane. That'd be a little different than what you guys just went through. Oh my God! Yeah, polar opposite. So, I think you were probably a little bit punished for your uh, yeah. For, for yeah, I think so. Wyoming. As far as what? Because of our great luck in Wyoming. Right. It's yeah. Like yours. <laughs> I just. Right. Right. I just had to like I had to put as many miles on just to get anything back in my karma bank because I I went deep into the negative in Wyoming. Yeah. So we yeah, we yeah, we actually haven't we haven't had you on to talk about the uh Wyoming trip yet. Um 
Yeah. Yeah, let's like talk it. about that. Yeah, let's let's change the mood a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I know I I think I covered it on a podcast a lot of like the you know, the main like um like overviewing the trip, like I don't know, a couple podcasts ago probably, yep. but um specifically your your trip. Um sure. so we get there the first day. Um, I'll let you go ahead and take it. Uh, what <laughs> the hilarious, and then what we found out later to be very lucky missed by you. Yeah, so we uh, first morning we actually got on, we got eyes on a really really nice four by four. Um, we actually like got eyes on him. We we're watching him. He crested a hill. We tried to circle around to find him again. Uh, didn't, didn't really know the lay of that, like part of, uh, of where we were hunting. So we ended up quite a ways away from him. But, uh, as we were searching for him, we actually saw a buck and a doe run up into a ditch that, that ended like 200 yards in front of us and not come out, you know, so clearly they were, they were there. So we put, uh, we put the stock on that that ditch or uh, cooler as we like to call them um and uh yeah the we, we ended up getting right above the doe while she was like face down in the in the sand napping and uh eventually our wind swirled around enough in there that uh she busted out after probably i don't know standing within spitting distance of her for 10-15 minutes and uh, we were like, well, the buck's probably, like, gone, but, like, where the hell would it be gone? Because we can see, like, his only escape route. So we kept stalking our way around there. And finally, he uh, he showed himself at, uh, at 15 yards. And somehow I managed to shoot, like, 6 to 12 inches right over his back at 15 yards. Uh, so, yeah, I felt pretty dumb about myself and my actions right up until the time of what would have been like four days later, I found myself uh, found myself 10 yards away from a stud velvet four by five. But uh, I suppose I can go into a little more detail about how that happened. So started the morning on, uh, on a glassing knob, didn't see anything. So moved to a second one, didn't see anything there either. So then I was kind of in like fuck around mode and uh, took a couple practice shots because I had, had an arrow with, uh, with a field tip on it. And then uh, kind of like was still in fuck around mode and looked over and I was like, you know what? I don't think I could see that ditch exactly from either of the knobs that I was on. I should go take a look at that. That looks pretty good. But I better put a real arrow on first because, you know, you just never know. And, uh, I, uh, like was stalking down in there and, um, I like peered over this one cut bank. I was like, Hey, there's a, like a legitimate fresh bed. I should, I should mark it a waypoint here to come back. Like remind me to come back here and check this at some point. Cause it looked like it would get shade all day. And, uh, that's, you know, early season hot they're they're just seeking shade so 
as I was reaching into my pocket to grab my phone, I heard like plant material being plucked, you know, and like munched on. And I looked to my left and, I, and like through a sage bush, I could just see the ass and the antlers of a big buck at 10 yards. And uh, my right leg immediately started to shake. And I like pulled it. I'm like, not now, not yet. You can't be doing that. And uh, there was one hole through the sage where I could see his chest. And I was like, well, I don't really like that. You know, like I'll, I'll hold on for, you know, a clearer shot. And then his head snapped up and his ears perked up. And I thought, well, no, it's, uh, it's now or never. So I drew back, shot through that hole. I heard a whack. And he took off running down the ditch. And he stopped at what I later learned was 64 yards. I was like, well, I had to have hit him. I better shoot again. So I shot. And I went right over his back on that one. And uh, so I ran down to where my first shot was to see if I could find the arrow because I knew it wasn't in him. You know, I couldn't see it sticking out either side. And I found it, and it was full of guts. So I was like, well, he's hit. Got to keep eyes on him. So I creep around the point, see him. He's standing there hunched over, tail straight out. I could see blood on both sides of him because he was walking away and, like, walking zigzag. And, uh, like my, my, cause he was, he was quartering a little bit towards me and, uh, my, like the entrance side was probably like, I don't know, three inches back of where his heart would have been. So I was like, well, I know I was at least in front of the diaphragm, but like it obviously exited through the guts. So I was keeping eyes on him. And uh, I, I made a wrong move because it looked like he went up one ditch, so I circled over the top of the knob, and he wasn't in that ditch. He was in the a, another ditch, and I was in plain sight of him then. So he just took off running. So then I took off running to try and cut him off. Uh, got a few ditches ahead of where I thought he was going to you know, be and cut up on top to see if I could see him running across the top anymore, and I couldn't. And then I puked twice because I was out of shape. And uh, then I got a hold of my dad and told him to get a hold of some other people and, you know, try and put a big stock on a ditch that I figured he was in. But you and Jake were off miles away stalking your own deer, so you guys were out of commission. Um, you still there? Yeah, that was a fucking nightmare, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that but uh so my dad and i end up like trying to blood trail him which in the prairie dry knee-high grass is like next to impossible but we did we blood trailed him for probably like 150 yards i suppose lost it on the flat where i saw him running across i'm like all right we're like enough blood trailing we're just gonna go stalk that ditch like we're going to stalk that ditch, and if we don't find him, we're going to stalk the next ditch, and if we don't find him, we're going to stalk the next ditch, and if we don't find him, you can go hunt your own. I'm going to keep stalking ditches until I find him or run out of ditches to stalk, you know? So, like, 100 yards into the first ditch, I can see his antler tip sticking up out of the sage, and I just kind of, like, get low behind a sage bush, and, uh, 
my dad was on the opposite side of the ditch, so I kind of give him hand signals on like where to go and where to cut down and stuff. And so he he cuts down or like he cuts up and around, comes down right where he needed to be, and uh, he ended up putting a putting an arrow in him at like I don't know probably 10 yards or 15 yards. So then it starts running down the ditch. So I run down to the edge of the ditch, and as it runs by me, I fling another arrow at it, missed, but uh, I saw him take a hard right, and I knew the ditch, you know, we just walked there, I knew the ditch didn't, like, I knew there wasn't another ditch that went up there, so I knew he was hurting at that point, so I ran across the ditch and ran down to where I saw him take the hard right, peered over, and he was, like, laying there, head up, so I put another arrow in him there, and then, uh, so that was the third arrow he took. Then I went down, like, basically right to him. And, uh, oh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was so busy talking, I didn't realize I was getting passed by a truck and a trailer. That's embarrassing. Um, Come on! Pick it up! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting after it again. So, um, so I run down, and his head's still, like, kind of up and his eyes are open and he's breathing still. So I put another one right into his heart at, you know, like two feet. And, uh, yeah, then it, then it was for sure over. Then I got a hold of everybody else and we had a, we had a bit of a party. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That was a good yeah, party too. Pretty incredible. Uh, last couple of days there. <laughs> yep. Yep. So then, then, uh, the next day was it the next day that you shot yours yep and then you had to leave and then the next day after that uh we put a stock on an absolutely giant hard horn four by four because my my dad still had a tag and uh yeah kind of kind of messed that stock up because you know you know how like you've been there like when you're a thousand yards away things look different than when you're right there and we uh we thought that he was in the next ditch over and uh and he was actually in the ditch that we were in and uh so and it was actually windy that actually day. legitimately impossible to try to know your surroundings yeah. that far away yep yep it just like it doesn't work so we ended up within probably like three or four yards of that deer. Well, there was actually two of them when uh, when they busted, and uh, it it ran across, you know, it bounded across and stopped broadside on the other side of the ditch. And uh, my dad just shot low. We think, anyways, because the deer ran, you know, he shot, didn't hear, you know, didn't hear anything, but it was also the wind was also gale force so like maybe a wind of but uh like i didn't see an arrow hit it we looked for the arrow but of course it was standing like right on right on the, the rim of a ditch and it dropped off into a sage slap below that so who knows where that arrow ended up and uh so we we searched that area for i don't know a couple hours looking for the arrow looking for blood we found where he ran you know the tracks never did find blood and uh, of course, it ran onto private land. Then and we uh, we stalked the, the two ditches that uh, that it could have possibly ended up in, 
on public land and uh, nothing, nothing in there. So, so either either somebody's going to find a cool deadhead, or uh, or he completely missed, which is what I think happened. So, yeah, because he said he shot for twenty five and it was thirty five, and it was you know that's just enough, just enough to go under, I suppose, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I would say Wyoming's probably one of the most incredible places I've ever been. Oh, um, yeah, like, that that was for sure the most incredible trip I've ever been on. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on some bad ones. That was a, that was a crazy one. Yep. A little different than the one you just were on now. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. So. Uh, you know, whatever, like. It, it was really neat. Got to see some really awesome country. Got to, uh, I mean, I can say that I went elk hunting now, you know, but, uh, yeah, very, very unsuccessful. Like, was I, I don't even feel like I like I sniffed being successful on that trip. Uh, that's like the worst, that's the worst part. When you do all that, you take that much time off, you go put that much in, and you're not even, like, in the game a lot of times. Yeah. It's like hunting public yeah, like, those public turkeys on uh, in Nebraska. Oh my God, we stood no chance. Like, see, that's that's the thing though. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I've been wrestling with myself. Like, was I just never even in the game? Like, what was there no bulls within ten miles of me? And like, all the sign that I was seeing was from from cows, because we did see a couple of them. But uh, but also like with somebody who is a better glasser actually find bulls there you know were they there and i just couldn't find them was uh was, was i covering too much ground and not glassing enough was i glassing too much and not covering up ground you know like I, I don't know yeah i would assume that in order for you to learn what to do and how to do it there needs animals in the area for you to make mistakes on so I, I would lean towards more there weren't as many there I'm sure you missed some but I'm just sure their population right. isn't there no no that, that was not a high del- elk density area just it just wasn't like like uh, that area loads up with elk because it's pretty low elevation compared to you know the surrounding 25 miles so like winter time that, that area is just loaded with elk but uh, the, the resident population isn't isn't terribly high. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, that's too bad, man. Yeah, which, so which I knew going in, you know, like I knew I wasn't going to be just running into elk everywhere. But like, I I definitely thought figured I was going to have a shot. Yeah, turn turn at least one up, you know. And then at, at that point, if if I come home elkless, well, you know, whatever, that's on me. I mean, it still is you know, to an extent, but. Right. So, what is your, uh, what's your plan now? Oh, I'm, I'm going to come uh, wage war on whitetails. That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, like, there's probably not a whitetail that's safe if it decides to walk within 15 yards of me. Oh, I bet there is. Yeah, I mean there might be, but like it's it's a pretty small demographic. I feel. <laughs> well, I'll tell like, you this. Like, I guarantee. The, the right. I, 
Go ahead, Go sir. Ahead. No, I was just going to say that I guarantee you the right spike walks by. It's his last move, you know? Ah, uh, I don't know. If you shoot a spike, I'll be pretty surprised. Yeah, but here's the thing. I've never shot a true spike. Like, everything that I've, like, it's been like one side's got a spike and the other side's got a shitty fork on it, you know? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, like if one, if if a spike walks by me and he's got, like, two true, like, eight, nine-inch spikes, he might, he might just have to go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'll tell Dalton this. Next weekend is going to be as good as it possibly can be for whitetail hunting in Wisconsin in October. You literally cannot yeah. ask for anything better. So buckle up. Buckle up, Dalton. I am. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be wild. So anything else, Jed? Um, Recapping your early fall. Oh, yeah. Um, so we were uh, we were stalking this one canyon and uh, Dalton Dalton got confused. Because he uh, he saw an animal jump up that had a white rump and big antlers, he goes, "Oh, there's a bull going up that other side." And like, look over there, and and like, just as I lay lay eyes on it, he goes, "Oh, never mind, that's a mule deer." And it's running like away up the canyon, and I'm like, "Oh, I can see why you get confused, man. Like that thing." put the mule deer that I shot this year I like I think anyways I think it put it to shame like it was a giant oh really yeah it, it looked like you could fit one and a half to two of its like barrel chests inside its spread holy shit yeah I mean granted granted they do look bigger going away you know but like yeah he he was like he was a legit wall hanger out of any unit, I feel, in the country. Did you see quite a bit of mule deer? No, I was the only one. It was a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty desolate area. Like, we never saw an antelope on that trip until we crossed into Colorado. Jesus. Yeah. You guys got some issues. Yeah, just not, not a game-rich environment. We did see quite a few uh, cottontails and a couple jackrabbits. Well, at least <laughs> that's, I mean, that, there's that. Right. right. Like and the then, uh, of camping outside that much. Oh, I, I like, I'm, I'm depressed that I'm going to be sleeping in a bed from now on. Oh yeah. Big fan yeah, of that now. No, no. I mean, like, I don't hate it, but like, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to a shower in a real bed. Yeah. That, dude, like, that, that shit just wears on you. Yeah, it actually didn't wear on me as bad as I thought it was going to. Um, but, like, yeah, it'd be kind of nice for, like, for, like, my whole body to be warm instead of, like, most of my body being, like, warm to the point of sweating and then my my mustache having icicles on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel you there. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, I can't wait for you guys to get back. We can start doing uh, start doing some real stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad. We're just we're just merging on the I-80 right now. Uh, traffic doesn't look terrible. This year, uh, this year, uh, what do you call them? RV didn't really want to let me in, so I had to use my right foot on the right pedal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When are you guys gonna get back to anything tonight at 3 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah, tonight pretty late. Okay. Alrighty. So yeah. Yeah, I uh not a big fan of the fact that uh the interstate in uh in Nebraska is a seventy five mile an hour interstate. That's dumb. <sighs> oh Nebraska. Yeah. Hate this place, man. Hate it. You might as well see if you get pulled over. Never happened before. Uh-huh. Hasn't What's happened yet. As you might as well test it and see if you actually get pulled over. Well, there's too many people to do what I really want right now, so. But I mean, four, four o'clock in the city, you know, what, what do you expect? Gross. Yeah. Gross. All right, guys, you drive back safe, and then we're going to. Shift our gears to whitetail for sure now for the next month at least. Oh yeah, I've been uh, I've been practicing my draw and release motion like in my sleep. Your what? In excited. My my draw and release motion. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, editing uh, your hunt from last year. We're gonna be able to release that here next week. So once you get back, nice. we'll have to do some stuff to clean it up. But yeah, that's yep. coming out. Everyone listening, we're going to have a video coming out, actually. We still do videos now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, not just, we're not just banking all the footage. We're going to turn some out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me know when you're back. All right, catch you later. Later.